Hey party people, I'm back at it again. And today uh, I really, really want to start confronting and talking about why it's unloving to charge for our services, especially us coaches and people who are, you know, saying that we want to help people. Uh, and why it would be exponentially more loving to actually go donation-based and not require any sort of payment for our help. And in this podcast, I want to talk about the logic behind that <clears throat> and why it actually is more loving. Uh, so bear with me here. I, I'm doing this freestyle, so I want to make all the points that I was thinking about and feeling about in this podcast. Um, so first thing is, to realize that love is a gift. Now that is a big injury on the planet where we don't feel love to be a gift. We actually uh, have, we, we see love as sort of a bartering system that, you know, if you give me this feeling and you do this for me, then I'll do this for you. And now we love each other. <laughs> and, and that's definitely not how love works. It's actually, uh, that's called a bartering system and that's called, you know, codependency as well. And <clears throat> the reasons why that exists, I want to point out here uh, as well. The reason why we would like to still believe at the soul level that we, you know, can expect things from people that we say we love or the people who say who love us is because of our fears. Um, we have false uh, we, we don't want to feel through our fears and lack of faith uh, in the things, in the laws that govern existence. So, you know, abundance and uh, yeah, we, we, we're scared to love because we're scared to let go of the thing that makes us feel good. Right. So if I can give an example, <clears throat> let's give an example for since I'm talking about coaching. Uh or actually, no, let's talk about a relationship real quick before I start talking about coaching. Uh, in a relationship, it's like, if you don't give me sexual approval, then you don't love me. That's one of the beliefs that we have, uh, especially as a man, right? If you don't give me sexual approval uh, as a man, then you don't love me. And then I don't feel loved, right? And that's a, a false belief uh, based around a pain something that exists inside of us that we don't want to feel, right? So if we let go of sexual approval, we'll actually start to feel bad about ourselves and that's what we're trying to avoid so desperately. But the funny thing is, uh, feeling bad about ourselves only happens when we have an error inside of our soul, meaning we have a, a feeling inside of ourselves or a way we were treated in the past that was out of harmony with love that we have held on to that we have held on to and suppressed <clears throat> because we were taught to. We were taught to suppress it. Uh, and so we have to go through a process of, you know, f being willing to feel our discomforts and our negative feelings about ourselves and our fears just to get into a state where we can actually love someone. Because really what we're saying in that situation is, 
I'll love you as long as you give me sexual approval. I'll love you if you do the dishes. I'll love you as long as you do what I say and do what I want and honor all my fears. Now, that's not love. The reason why that's not love is because love is unconditional. And so any version of it that's not unconditional is actually not love. That's when we're getting into addictions, uh, masquerading as love, codependency, masquerading as love. So it is not actually loving to expect anything of anyone on the planet. What's loving is to just love everyone on the planet. Now, what love would do when they're loving someone, that's another podcast in itself, but it does look like helping anyone and everyone who has a desire to be helped, if you can, <laughs> because you love them. And that can look like, and most likely will look like, telling them the truth about their condition. Because people who want help are in a state of pain and suffering and are not in a state of uh, uh, faith and a strong uh, self-responsibility and growth in their soul. They have their run. Their soul is running off of error, and so someone who loves someone who's in that state would help uncover those errors inside of themselves, point them out. And someone who actually loves someone would actually be sensitive <clears throat> to what's going on in that person's soul as well. Uh, and if we're not sensitive to what's going on in someone else's soul, it's not because we're you know we're not loving. It's it's that there's erroneous feelings inside of ourselves that are preventing us from being sensitive to what's in their soul. A lot of times that's, you know, suppressed anger, suppressed fear, a lack of desire for love, or not understanding love, having false beliefs about love, not understanding the truth about love, uh, and, and false beliefs about love that we've held on to that we were taught growing up from society, from our parents, or from our friends. And so the process of becoming more loving is letting go of these things and noticing the things that aren't loving that we're doing and the feedback that we're getting from life to let go of these things. So one of the feedbacks from life is, oh shit, I just got frustrated. Oh shit, I just got angry. And one of the things about uh, anger and frustration is it's a capping emotion. So we have these emotions to, uh, uh, they're sort of a reflective of a, a deep uh, desire to deny or suppress other deeper feelings and emotions. And a lot of times our, expect, our, our anger and our frustration is sitting on top of an expectation or a demand that we have of our environment that is not getting met. <laughs> and so that's why we're getting angry and frustrated. <coughs> Excuse me. And so, you know, if we can work, which is if we can work at the expectation and demand level, you know, this false belief that we hold, want to hold on to, then we'll start to become sensitive to, oh my God, it's because I don't want to feel the sadness. I was taught this expectation. Or I don't want to feel powerless. Or I don't want to feel hopeless. Or I don't want to feel my lack of faith or my corrupt faith. And uh, yeah. So the process of becoming more loving is that. So now that I've used that example, let's go back to coaching and uh, helping other people with quotation marks. See, right now what's happening in the industry is uh, people are saying that they want to help other people and saying that they want to love other people if they give them a thousand dollars or if they sign a contract saying that they're going to you know be devoted for three months or if they pay 150 dollars 
each session or $500 each session, which I have definitely paid. So, you know, I've, I've, I've done that and I've gotten value from it. <clears throat> and that's not, uh, uh, I'm not going to lie about that. That's the truth. But I'm still not being loved. Yeah. I really hope that sinks in. We're actually not being loved when we're being charged by, for a service where someone is saying that they want to help or love me because they're entering into a barter system with us saying, I'll love you if you give me $1,000. <clears> now, I can already hear the bells going off. I can feel the bells going off. And people say, well, then how do I make a living? And then what about this? And what about that? Well, you know, love would also want to give the gift back as well if they're able, able to. Now, I'm not saying you're required to as the client, but, you know, if you're in a super capable place, love would want to support someone who helped them. They would. Love wouldn't want to do that. Now, we can't, we can't go donation-based with the expectation that someone loves us back. That's not also love either. But what I'm saying is we are not loving someone while <clears throat> we are charging them. Now, for, to, to, to use another example and to you know, approach this in, an, in, an, in another way is, see, another aspect of love, a truth about love, is that love sees feels and treats every single person or soul in existence equally. Meaning it doesn't feel superior or inferior to any other soul and it treats every other soul exactly the same. It acts the same towards every other soul. Right? Which means that if we're treating other people differently based on whether they're our friends, our family, or a stranger, or someone we've just recently met, then we are out of harmony with love. Now, why am I bringing that up? Because another aspect of love is that it's consistent. That also goes alongside what I was just saying, that we treat everyone equally because love is consistent. So that means if we are going to charge someone before we ever help them grow in love or connect to their feelings or discover more truth, then we would also charge every single person that we're in a conversation with where we're helping them, whether that be friends, family, or parents. Be like, no, 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 we can't have this conversation where I help you through your pain and suffering because I have to charge you because love would be consistent. Now, that's assuming that charging someone is loving. <laughs> but what I'm saying is a lot of times we, we give special treatment to our close friends or our parents or our family or our sisters and our direct sisters and brothers. And, but we don't treat the same we don't give that same treatment to strangers and that's not love. It's actually pretty fucked up and that runs rampant on the planet and we don't think that we can grow our hearts big enough to do that and one of the things preventing that is our fears and our false beliefs that we want to hold on to that actually help us 
protect our fears so that we don't have to feel them. We don't want to let go of our erroneous beliefs about love. Right? And so why would someone not want to charge? And why would someone not want to accept this truth that I'm, you know, talking about right now? Is because they have fears about, well, what would happen if I don't get paid? I won't be able to pay rent. And then all these fears, you know, I won't, how will I pay for food? How will I do all these things? And these are all lack of faith feelings that we don't want to feel. These are our fears, you know. And so if we would just become willing to feel these fears, then we'll actually be able to love someone instead of enter a bartering system, which is actually an addictive codependent relationship. Now there's this belief that, you know, you know, then we, what we do to defend ourselves with these as well is we start creating, we start operating optimally within the paradigm that's unloving, within the paradigm of the belief systems that are out of harmony with love. So, for example, we as humans have attached a lot of our emotional value to our money and how much something costs instead of connecting it to, some, to what actually determines something value is whether how loving it is. That actually determines whether something's loving. Sorry. I'm right? So the real value, um, the way God measures and the way math measures value in something is how loving it is. And how in harmony with truth of it is. And all truth is loving. So when I use those words, it's kind of like using the same word in a lot of ways. <laughs> and so we're afraid to go by the, the, the value system that God placed and integrated into our existence because of our fears. And that makes sense. Like we've never really been educated on this stuff, but we do have to see it as true. It's true that we don't want to go donation-based because... We don't want to let go of the life that we've created based off of something that's not loving. And so a lot of us who are going to hear this are going to disagree with it. I'm already very aware of that. A lot of people already have disagreed with it and been vocal about it. And they create very logical, seemingly logical uh, uh, or false logic based off of fear or, you know, a corrupt faith to, to defend it. And... Uh, it's just not true that charging money for our services is loving. And so really the message is, first off, we're not being loved while we're being charged by our coaches and, our, and our, our, the people who are saying that they want to help us. And they're also not in a quite a loving state to do that to us as well. <clears throat> now that means there's a whole lot of us not in a loving state <laughs> and not willing to challenge the... Uh, belief systems around money. Now, this isn't condemning money either. It's money is necessary. I can't pay my rent without it. <clears throat> so, you know, if I am not getting paid to do this stuff, then I'll have to find another way to make money. And we have to be willing to do that uh, because love would do that. Because love would never demand anything of anyone because it honors the free will of anyone. And love wants to help those who are in pain and suffering and desiring to get out of it. So that's the conundrum, right? That's the leap of faith that, uh, that in a way that, we, that I don't know if it's correct to say, but that God ex expects, us, expects of us. Um, it's probably not the right way to say it, but that's what came up for me. 
Yeah. Now, what I've noticed in my own practice is absolutely everyone has given and wanted to give. Isn't that interesting? Because now I've had one person not give, and that was five years ago when I first started. Now I totally understand why he wasn't able to give, but for whole six months I coached him. Didn't get a, a dollar. And I'm totally okay with that. Now I had some feelings come up about that, but those are my responsibility. It's not his responsibility to make my feelings go away. So I've owned them as much as I could. I probably didn't feel through all of them. And I probably have a lot more feelings to feel through and fears uh, before I'm very pure about my motivation to go donation-based. But I'm willing to go through that. Uh, I, I feel how true it is. And I have a lot of faith in that because uh, I've done enough experimentation with doing gnarly stuff like this and it works. <laughs> it just works. Uh, yeah. And so the more loving we are too, <clears throat> the more we actually will give value. And so people will feel the value and either they'll reject it, they'll reject, reject the gift of the value that you're giving or they'll integrate it and become better people or it'll give them insight that they super appreciate and I have strong faith that people will want to give if that's the case if they experience the direct result of someone actually loving them and giving them something ultra valuable which is truth and love about their condition and acceptance and non-judgment about the situation that they're in let me tell you people are very appreciative of it especially since it's not, uh, it doesn't run rampant in the world. It's rare. It's rare. It's very rare that people get to experience someone loving them and giving them the truth about their current situation and, and, and not judging them and, you know, giving them the information that actually will get them out of their pain and suffering and alleviate some of it and, and help them grow and teach them the principles that govern getting out of pain and suffering. So anyways, I feel like that's enough for right now. My throat is all messed up. I need to go feel about that. Um, but anyways, I, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope this lands for some of you in the service industry and coaching industry and mentoring industry and, you know, yeah, because people can use our help and uh, they will be appreciative on their own. We don't need to demand or expect anything of them. And there'll be people who won't give, and that's okay. Because we have to love the people who don't want to love us back. Right? The goal is to grow in our unconditional love for people. Right? Anyways, love you guys. Thank you for listening. Peace out. And sorry for all the coughing.